Welcome to One Leg at a Time Sports. I'm your host, Mike, with my co-host, my dad, Steve. Today, we're going to be reviewing the Penn State game and the Oklahoma game. I'm going to start off with Penn State. So my first thoughts of Penn State, I honestly thought they were going to be in for a fruit awakening in the first quarter. I mean, they played like garbage in the first half. Some of those plays they made, well, I shouldn't say the first half. I should say the first quarter. Uh, particular play when they had him on third down and they just let up this bomb of a throw for a completion that just really hurt their let me momentum in the first quarter. Let me just interject here. Penn State got waffled through the air. They were going through the air like crazy on them. Their defense, they're lucky that Memphis couldn't stop the run. Penn, Penn State ran the ball down their throat and – um, say what you want about whatever conference they're in. Memphis State came to play. They played very hard football. Offensively and defensively, they hung with Penn State. They had Penn State on the ropes a couple of times. They were down in, uh, inside the five, and they turned the ball over. And uh, to me, uh, it's a wake-up to some of these teams about these smaller conferences. And uh, if you take a look at that, them, they only beat Cincinnati by less than a touchdown. So there you have two good teams in that conference that could probably play in a, in the ACC or the Big 12. Um, they're uh, moving up. I mean, I saw, saw some of the size of those guys. They're getting big dudes on that team. You know, and uh, like I said, if, if they could have stopped the run, they, that would have been a different game. Let's just go for a fact and say that Memphis running back is a dude. Yeah, well, he's only a freshman. I know, he's a dude. He's 19 years But let's old. not discredit this guy, too. Brown? Mr. Brown on Penn State. Yeah, but like I said, they rushing. couldn't – They couldn't. St- it was like he opened up a hole, and it wasn't really that much of a hole. It was a crack, now, and he went through it, but there was nobody in the second level to stop him. Nobody. Now, I'm going to tell you one thing. Sean Clifford, I do not like him as Penn State's quarterback. Well, he got outshined by the kid White today. Well, kid White, kid White threw for four hundred and fifty-four yards. I know Clifford. I just don't. He just doesn't make his right reads. He mean that pick he threw was, he was the guy was clearly on top of the receiver you're throwing to, and he was undercut. Like I had some play, you have to throw it out of bounds, look for the next play. Like even you've seen like the big games, he's just costing us the game. We saw what happened in Ohio State. They took him out and they scored eighteen points in four minutes. I mean, I'm not discrediting him. as a, He's a great athlete. I can't do half the stuff he does. But, I mean, James Franklin, if he's going to still be around and head coach, there needs to be changes on this offense to get him adjusted to it and have make easier reads. Well, I think for three quarters, Memphis Memphis what, what slugged it out with them. And then they had the, the turnover. I mean, they were, they were in striking distance. But I can tell you one thing. The way I watched that game – I had more confidence in Memphis moving the ball down the field than Penn State getting first downs. I mean, um, if you look, Penn State cracked the line of scrimmage. They were gone on the ground. They were gone on the ground like this guy was gone in the air. Um, number 11 on uh, – I forget the kid's name. They say he's one of the best uh, linebackers in the country. Uh, it'll come to me soon. But uh, – he kept Penn State and he made a uh, in the f- fourth quarter or late third quarter he made a sack on White and that uh, put them in uh, in long and uh, kind of turned that quarter around gave Penn State a chance to uh, 
get a little breathing room because that game, Penn State only had a two-point lead, and I think in the third quarter. And, um, you know, things things changed after that. I don't know uh, what you were watching, but that's what I was watching. Look, I was watching a team that I, I was literally thinking they were going to get blown out in the first quarter, just the way they played. They came out flat. Came out like shit. Uh Basically, if they didn't get their ground game going, it was going to be a long day for them. Long day. Like you said, the Memphis quarterback, he was dotting up the secondary. They need definitely need to get some defensive adjustments as well, Penn State, if you look to contend for a Big Ten championship next year. Well, I'll tell you one thing. If you, if you look at performance, that kid White, I'm going to have to go over and look, look uh, his statistics for the year. But I'll tell you one thing. He, he hung with any quarterback that I've seen in the uh, college level this year, anyone. I mean, at any, you know, from Western Michigan up to Ohio State. I mean, I, he, uh, he, uh, any quarterback I saw play, he, 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 he had some game today, that kid. He had nothing, nothing to be ashamed of. I was playing with nothing to lose. That's the best, best way to play. Yeah, well, no, no, no. He did have a lot to lose. Why? Because, I mean, you're going there as underdogs. No, no, no. This was the first time Memphis was in a big bowl game. Helping out of stock for the next. No, nah, he's not. He's helping the school out. You know, you you're putting yourself on the map now, and uh, yeah, it's a big thing. Uh, he, you know, what what would have happened if Memphis would have beat beat Penn State? And I'm telling you, it wasn't out of the I realm of possibility. A hole through that nice TV we got in there. Well, yeah. Well, now you know how I feel about the Oklahoma game. Well, same we that for later. That? By the way, the number eleven on Penn State, the linebacker is Mikhail Parkins or Parsons. Excuse me if I effed up his uh, first name. Well, it's yeah, all, all American, by the way. Consistence, yeah. all American. Well, you know what it is. You, you come, you come to see that uh, you you have five studs on each team, and they can, and whoever has the five best studs is going to win the game. That's that's the way college football works. If you don't ask me, I got that from Bobby Bowden twenty years ago when I've been watching college football, and uh, it's absolutely true. Some teams just have studs. I mean, um, you know, they're, they're NFL quality players already. And, um, you know, uh, when the draft comes around, uh, I, you know, I just hope that this kid from uh, – this kid's only a freshman on, uh, on Memphis State. Uh, Memphis? Is this Memphis? Go, go. Hello. Back again. Okay. Gainwell was the kid's name. But uh, he had some impressive runs. Um, but uh, now that I'm looking at the yardage, they really didn't rack up that much. But this kid, have, well, I think it was more of a running back by committee than anything else. Well, the thing Memphis. is, you're not looking at this game. You're looking at how many carries I had during the whole season. So he's a freshman. So he can't take the at, at 190 pounds or 80 pounds or whatever that, this kid is. He can't take that much of a pounding. So I hope. Well, you know, he, he, they uh, they um, uh, they uh, out uh, yardage the uh, Penn State. Um, they had uh, in the air they had f- uh, f- uh, 454 yards through the air for one guy, what Brady White. And I see here that uh, they must have had a trick play or something. This kid Jones threw one pass for 25 yards. So they had 479 yards through the air, which means. Penn State put very little defensive pressure. Well, that's been the problem with Penn State. You watch the Minnesota game. They had a tough time stopping those out routes, those receivers and crossers too. Even Ohio State, they couldn't stop the pass. 
Well, you know what it is, too. You got to run down the roster. You got to look down and see how many freshmen, how many sophomores, how many seniors. You know, you look at uh, LSU or uh, or Clemson or Ohio State. You got a lot of upperclassmen on those teams. I mean, uh, Memphis. The reason why you're going to Memphis is so you can play. You play as a freshman, so they have a lot of young kids on the team. They, you know, and they they out they out uh, yardage them, but they uh, when it came time to putting the points on the board. The talent level really. Penn State put the points on the board when needed. The uh, talent pool really played a big part towards the end of the game. Yeah, well, I mean, if you look if you look at that game for like about 9 to 12 minutes, that game was a 5- to 7-point game. Yeah, look, look at the first quarter. Memphis was beating them. Yeah. And then Penn State took off in the second. Yeah. So, you know. But, I mean, there were some points in the second half. I was like, oh, God, here comes the – Collapse of Penn State. I mean, because they, they were very close. I think at one point they were only it was like two points there separating. Was two points separating, right? Yeah, and I mean, then, that scared me. And then uh, I think there was a turnover, and Penn State got a turnover, and they put it up by uh, nine. And uh, then uh, he scored again. I think Memphis kicked a field goal, but regardless of what the what, what what the points were, you have to give kudos to Memphis Tigers for. Putting up a performance in the Cotton Bowl, which is no longer the Cotton Bowl, by the way. The Cotton Bowl is played in uh, where the Cowboys play, AT&T Stadium. And uh, to me, that's bull because the Cotton Bowl is still there, and the Cotton Bowl is the Cotton Bowl. The Gator Bowl is the Gator Bowl. They're both not there. They're both played at different venues now. But uh, it just doesn't have the old appeal to an old guy like me. year Cotton Bowl, so it's not even like yeah, the Cotton but, Bowl. you know, you got extra advertisement in it was played outdoors, and, uh, you know, people don't realize it. You can get cold in Texas. You can get cold. That wind's whipping across that, the, the, the flats there. It can get cold. So, uh, all right, that's enough about Penn State. Now, I'm, I've been saving this for the end of the show. Let's talk about what happened to your team today. All right, let, before we go you in. You want me to be objective or you want me to be a homer? I want you I want you to let your feelings go right now. I want you to talk about the officiating, how great they were. Well, all right. Um, did I expect, did I expect um, them to throw up uh, 40, 50 points? Not unexpected. Oklahoma's defense. It's, it's garbage. It's been garbage. They had a couple of games there where they kind of held it together for a little while, but um, I, I knew they were going to let up points. I knew that the only way that they could do is they would have to score points. Uh, they had the uh, the uh, suspensions, and then the yeah, kid with the, the kid suspensions with the car. really played a huge look, role. Look, look, there was a time in the game it was fourteen to seven, and the oh, kid oh, pass man. interference penalty to me is a fourteen point swing because that they kept, the drive. kept the drive going, and then they came down and scored. Now, I'm not saying, you know, would things be different if Oklahoma gets a first down there, if Oklahoma's moving the ball and it's a 14-14 game? Yeah. Yeah. 28, 28 points to seven, your team's down. Your team is hurting. All right. And you're not even, you're not even deep into the second quarter yet. You're still All right. in the first now, quarter. Now, let's, let's talk about the penalty itself. And how bad that was well, what that upset the ref call that, it. What upset me is the guy got a, a WWF takedown. And uh, the ball hit his foot in bounds. And I mean, you could have a cl- you could have a call and says, okay, it was an uncatchable ball. 
But, that but was, the ball was not uncatchable. The ball could have been caught inbounds. Whether he would have caught it or not, that's not the issue. See, this is you, what gets me. And then, and then there were some other calls. Pence. Uh, well, we're we're, 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 we're going to talk about this call. Oh, call. This, listen, no, no, the call is over. No, no, no. It's a, this, call, call, this call was so bad. The corner that was covering the wide receiver on Penn State wasn't even looking at the ball when he ripped the guy down. And there was a ref right by him. With two refs there. Yeah. There was one right there, and there was one down the line. They both looked at it. The guy ran down the line shaking his head like, no, like, what do you need? Uh, uh, go to the vision center, or uh, did you uh, take the envelope before the game? Uh, that's the way I look at it. When you All see right. a call like that, you have to see if the, uh, uh, the refs are on the take. Because you want to know something? Because that was that If was you can really review things, that was a reviewable play. And um, – that's just the way I look at it. I'm, I'm kind of like a homer, but I'm pretty objective. Well, that was I knew Oklahoma's defense was going to be suspect. Uh, missing Gallimore, you know, that was a, a tough one. And uh, Oklahoma for the whole could only rush three. They could only rush three. That's all they had. They had nobody else. So they were leaving him back there, and he had all the time in the world. And, you know, I hear all this bullshit from all these people about protecting the quarterback and all this other stuff. There was a play in the game where, and I'm not saying this because I'm a homer, but Jalen Hurts had the ball. He gets pushed back about five to six yards. The whistle's blown. The The whistle's being blown, and they throw him down, and they don't get a uh, a penalty for uh, roughing the pass, you know, or 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 unsportsmanlike conduct. I mean, these are the things that, if you're an objective fan or a fan of the team, how do you take it seriously? When Jalen Hurts was running out of bounds, he gets put, he gets hit at when he's out of bounds, and he gets tackled with a horse collar five yards into the sideline. They don't call it. And let's I not, mean, let's not also forget all the holding penalties that are on LSU dragging the players down to the ground. Well, you know, you're going to get them and all that other stuff. The bottom line is Oklahoma couldn't stop them, but they couldn't stop them because listen, you got four and five freshmen and sophomores back there. Remember that, one thing: every that, dog will have its day. Those kids are going to be seniors and juniors one day. Back. Let me ask you this question, right? See, everyone's going. Oh, you just you like Oklahoma. You're, gonna, you're not going to praise LSU. Look, not no one knows what could happen if that drive was still going for. I mean, Oklahoma. They could have scored. Yeah, like I said, yeah, but Mike, Mike, you got to look at it like this: Oklahoma didn't, could not overcome the injuries. They lost the suspension. Uh, Riley. The kid Riley, uh, they lost. Oh, what do you think? What do you think about the uh, the targeting call? Oh, that was de- that was definitely targeting. <laughs> but I wouldn't have wasted it on him. I would have wasted it on Borrow. You know, I mean, if you're going to hit somebody in the head, you know, they're beating the hell out of your quarterback. You know, I mean, it, that that was a that was a play uh, that was uh, uncalled for. He should, you know, and, and he cost the team because he was the only guy out there well, that could cover their big receiver. Right? After that, I think I had like three touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, they put, put a kid in there and never, never saw the field. Yeah. So uh, I think his name was Washington or something like that. They went right after him. Boom, done. You know. Look at that catch that guy in Ohio so, State just made. Hey. Yeah, you know, everybody here is uh, underestimating Ohio State. I think this is going to be a good game. I think Clemson's um, going to end up beating them. Well, I don't to tell you the truth, you know, I'm South Carolinian now, but, uh, you know, whoever Look wins, at that catch. Whoever wins, wins. Oh, you think his foot, his foot had to be out of bounds? Well, it doesn't matter. He's hit inbounds. If he pushes you out of bounds, it's still a catch. 
Uh-huh. All right, but let's uh, let's also talk about LSU running up the score late in the game. What do you, uh, you feel about that? Well, you know. they're gonna remember that, aren't they? Well, I always say that you don't want it. You don't want to embarrass anybody. Like uh, Lincoln Riley knew the game was out of out of hand. Even though, even if Lincoln Riley put 28 points up on the board in the fourth quarter, they're still going to lose. So, it, it, you know, um, would I have run the ball more? Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, it, look, it, 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 it's, it's, it's like this. Every dog has its day. You know, everybody's going to say Oklahoma shouldn't have been there, blah, 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 blah. Okay, they lost a kid this week to a uh, – um, a broken collarbone. They lost Ronnie Perkins. They lost Gallimore. I mean, they lost a lot of guys, and they could not overcome the injury bug. And um, once the Burrow just killed him through the air. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. And he killed. And he actually they, they torched him on the ground too. It wasn't oh, any. Know. It I wasn't any that. aspect that Oklahoma stopped him offensively. You know. So, you know. I mean, that's the way I look at it. I, look. Did Oklahoma deserve to be there? Absolutely, I believe. They won the Big 12 championship. I don't want to hear this bullshit about the Big 12. The Big 12 can play with anybody if they have to. Um, See, the, the thing that separates Oklahoma really from the rest of the Big 12 team, I mean, like Baylor has a good defense. It's just but Oklahoma has to put up like 50 points a game to look, beat you. They're all Texas kids. They're all Texas, Louisiana, Alabama kids. It's football down there. So uh, whatever you, whatever you say, you know uh, you're gonna hear you're gonna hear. Oh, they shouldn't have been there. Well, then who should have been there? Who would you put there? Well, people can't you say know. Utah because Utah got the shit kicked out of them by Oregon. Mike, come up with a better playoff system. Come up with a better playoff system where the two best teams get a bye and four teams play in for the two to play them. That's the way I look well, at. Well, not it. even that. There's a playoff system. Every Power Five conference winner gets in. You have one non-conference team that, all right, let's say like UCF that when you win defeated, they would get in. But I don't know if they this year that would be the case. And you have the committee pick three wild card teams. Well, yeah. I mean, you sort of that on the last like, podcast like, that, uh, that, you know, there's, there's all, would Auburn, have this, you know, if they didn't. I mean, Auburn played LSU tough. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot, there's a lot of things that go into it. But look, I don't know what the, what, what the, what the, um, Answer is, but the answer the answer can't be four teams. More teams, more teams not being in. Um, if you put the Power Five conference in and then you add a wild card team, you know, then you can't say nothing about the conferences. You can't say nothing about the conferences because let's just say Penn State won, you know, somehow would have won their conference and have a loss. Well, just to say they would have. They, well, played, they well, played the well, Memphis Tigers. 2016 was a great example of when Penn State won the Big Ten and then Ohio State got in over them. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand all of that. But what I'm saying is, you know, you have you have some like teams like that come out of nowhere. Now the Memphis team was 12 and one. They were 12 and one. That US UF UCF team was was undefeated for what two years? Burroughs LSU. Yeah, they couldn't get a sniff a sniff of the uh, playoff system. So if you go to um, the five the five power conferences and then uh, one one at large team, the bottom four, the, you, you pick the two best teams, like you would do like right now. They get a bye. The four teams play in to get to two to play the other two. 
and you start it there. So what's the worst that can happen? Is the, is the two good teams get an extra buy? <laughs> you know, and you play it, you, you move it up, you play it the week like um, – Well, they should just get rid of the ticket out of the gate game or make it like a spring game or scrimmage or something like that. Uh, you know, or you, you take – Well, how about doing this? You take – you take uh, or the you top six teams in the country, right, this year. Right? One through six when it all evens out. They all play a combination of one, of each other before the season starts. So the best teams in the country that were the best teams in the country, three of them are going to have losses. Three of the six teams are going to have losses. Because that's exactly what – because why, why should Auburn go and play Oregon, Right. And then, and then, and then, and then uh, somebody plays uh, Florida Atlantic for an opening game, right. or Rice, or, or or something like that. You know, it's a it's a gimme. So unless you say, you know, uh, you, the first game of the season is got. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I don't. I know the answer is not having certain teams. But what gets me is like this. It's like I get it. All right. You, you win your conference. I, I get that you get in. But, I mean, there's some teams that are just locked in. Like like Auburn. We're using Auburn example. But, I mean, look who they have to play every year. I, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I understand. Like, but, right, like let me I ask said, you a question. Out of conference game where you don't know how good or how bad a team is, is, <laughs> is yeah, tough. Let me ask you a question. Thing. Would Auburn have put up a better a better game than Oklahoma? Uh, probably. Okay. I'm saying that because of the all the injuries and. But I mean, they only lost to LSU by three points. They know each other. They know each other. They know everything about each other. Like I said, there's a lot of things that went into the Oklahoma loss today. And a lot of it had to do with suspension players, a couple of bad calls. I mean, call call me a homer, call me this, call me that. But you know, the 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 thing is. Like when you when Ohio Oregon plays um, Auburn to start the season, uh-huh. you know what kind of money that brings in for the university? A ton. A ton. Because I it's think played a neutral site too. Well, I don't know if it's played a neutral site, but that's a ton of money being brought into the university. So now you have to say to yourself, is the loss worth the national championship? If you're bringing in that much money for your university, I don't know what they're bringing in, but they're bringing in more than they bring in for a normal game. Or whatever, you know, because it's more people uh, going to see that game than they're going to see. Well, it's probably a national televised game, and uh, uh, there's a lot of money. There's a lot of money involved. Now you're going to have to see what's going on because I think the SEC um, doesn't have a contract this year. TV contract? Yeah. What do you think? Bidding war is going to start. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a bidding war. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe you're watching gymnastics. Who knows? I mean, maybe they've had enough of paying the money. I don't. I don't know what the situation is. I don't know. They will start down. All right. Let me ask you this question. This is going to be one of the last things. What's your opinion of Jalen Hurts this season? Well, he had his ups and downs. Uh, he couldn't hold on to the ball for a do while. You, do you think he went out to season like a champion? Uh, well, he's he's a professional. I mean, he's he's a classy kid. You know. Uh, Every which way he turned, he was class. Um, he graduated. He's going to go to the NFL. I think he's going to go on like the third round or somebody like that. I don't think well, unless the team is really desperate for a quarterback. Well, I, I don't know if that's the if he's the answer. You know, if you ask me, who would be a better NFL prospect right now? From what I saw today, him or the kid White? I'd say the kid White. 
I'm just that's just the way you know. So you think white white and listen. He overthrew Burrow. four or five passes today. Overthrew him. You will go and oh, C.D. Lamb should have caught that one. That was way over his head. The one C.D. Lamb dropped was ridiculous, but but it would have been called back anyway because they had a holding penalty. But there were three or four passes he overthrew people. Burrow didn't overthrow anybody today. All right. And then, do you think Lincoln Riley is going to the NFL? No. Why is that? You think he's because making too much money in Oklahoma? He's making six million yeah, in Oklahoma. To, if Mr. Jerry offers him eight million a year, coach, ten million a year. Well. You got to remember one thing. He can stay at Oklahoma forever. They're not going to fire him. So he can go to Dallas and, you know, are they going to hang on to him like they hang the, hung on to Garrett for 10 years? I don't think uh, Jerry Jones' leash is that long. But who knows? I mean, you know, look, he's got to sit home down with his family. He's got to get a coaching staff together. He's got to get this. He's got to get that. He's start Look at Grinch today. I mean, you know, say what I, I'm not a big fan of the defense, the way, but he he has nothing. He was out there with with you know, spit and glue trying to put something together. There's there's not not one phase of defense that Oklahoma played. They couldn't stop anything. They were beat up on the line of scrimmage. I think they got to a borough once. And forced them. They forced them on the run a few times, but they rushed three. He was running around back there waiting for receivers to outrun the secondary. Oh, while we're still on the topic, what was your opinion on that? That uh, where he went out of bounds and he went back in, and they called that a complete oh, pass. That's another. That's another brutal call. <laughs> First of all, he ran out of bounds. The guy's covering him. Didn't push him out of bounds. He's supposed to be on him. So if you if you were saying that he ran out of bounds in a in a pattern, no, he ran back and then ran. Catch the ball. So, you know, I mean, it's just even Lincoln Riley was saying it. You know, you can't play against the rep. A game like this for Oklahoma had to be penalty-free, turnover-free, and they couldn't do stupid things. And and in the course of the game, they did all of, all of the above. So that's all I got to say. It was a good game watching bowls today. Penn State game was entertaining. The Oklahoma game was brutal for me. And let's hope that uh, we get back here tomorrow or the next day and uh, we talk about uh, Clemson and Ohio State. We actually have a game we can talk about. Definitely talk about tomorrow. Our next podcast is going to be about what the Mets are doing. Let's go. All right. You heard it here first. Have a great day. Signing off.